let me let me set this up because we're about to get into this story. The headline I saw this headline this morning. Boy, it helped wake me up because I was so unhappy to see it. <laughs> so a headline in the Wall Street wow. Journal. You, so you need an alarm clock that uh, just says, "Jack, you're fat." <laughs> a rage <laughs> clock. Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't do it. A personal shot wouldn't do it. But, uh, okay. you know, malfeasance in the world would do it. And seeing the headline that the, the World Health Organization, after being in China for several weeks, has done their research, done an investigation, and it turns out the coronavirus did come from a bat in a wet market. It didn't escape from a lab. China is not to blame. In fact, there's even a chance it came in from another country. The Chinese communist government is completely innocent, we're happy to announce. Which is interesting, given the fact that I was watching Bill Maher, what, two weeks ago, when he had these two researchers, scientists on, and they had this discussion. Let's talk about that. The fact that there is this lab, I think it's the only one in the world quite like it, in Wuhan, where it started. It would almost be a conspiracy theory to think it didn't start in a lab. (laughs) Right. And, and, and that theory was demonized at first, that, oh, it can't, that, come on, that's conspiracy thinking, that it would started in the lab. But it, it certainly is a 50-50, would you say that? Oh, uh, it's far more likely than that. As a matter of fact, right. I said, I think in June, that the chances that it came from the lab looked to me to be about 90%. Okay. Um, so this was never a conspiracy theory. In fact, that term is simply used to make it go away. It's a... a an obvious hypothesis that is in need of testing, and we are only now, a year in, getting to the point where we can discuss it out loud without being stigmatized. Okay. A big part of the problem, of course, is that we are so politicized, we are so polarized and partisan now as a country, that if the wrong guy proposed this to begin with, and for half the country it was the wrong guy, then the rest of the country says, no way, no how, we're going to call that a conspiracy theory, and, uh, and we're never going to revisit it. So there you and go. the fact is, that's not how science works. So there you go. The Weinstein and Hang, that the name of these two researchers, and they've written a whole bunch of different places, articles about how they say it's 90% likely the coronavirus came from that lab, and they explain it in that particular Bill Maher episode. There's all kinds of things about this virus that would make it incredibly unlikely that it developed in nature it's it's got the sort of transmissibility and uh deadliness and things that so far haven't occurred in nature in the history of the world but if scientists were working on creating a super virus and this is what these labs do so that they where 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 do they have that lab well there's a few of them in the world we study it too you make as bad a virus as you can so that you can work on vaccines for those viruses. It makes right. perfectly good sense. It's, it's, right. it's science that makes sense. But one of those labs in the world that is known to have uh, be sloppy at handling these things mm-hmm. is right there. In China. Wuhan. Right there. Blocks where the virus away started. from. Yeah, exactly. And again, if they, they said you look at the virus and they got into really technical talk that I don't understand. But the way the virus is constructed, the way it spreads... It it almost had to be created in a lab for it well, to be and, this perfect, because it's almost the perfect virus for it to be able to spread the way it spreads, infect people, jump from animals to humans, all this different sort of stuff. So the, so get, getting back to our headline today, the WHO going to China. Remember, they negotiated for two weeks before China even let them come in. What were those negotiations about? With the and Chinese then, government before you were even allowed in. Then you come out and release your report. We looked into it. It came from a bat. 
Nothing to see here. My favorite aspect of this is they held the press conference announcing this conclusion in Wuhan under the watchful eye of the Chinese communists. Right. Right. Oh, please. What a joke. Yeah, that's that's pretty weak. And then the, the WHO, by the way, themselves had said previously that the whole frozen food from somewhere else thing was incredibly unlikely. But now they're saying, yeah, yeah, maybe it was fish sticks from, uh, I don't know, uh, Norway. So, yeah, that was a story that the Chinese government, she himself had said out loud, frozen food from another country. We think another country said over here, maybe even the United States. And WHO is throwing that out as a red herring. As I think maybe it was frozen red herring um, <laughs> as a possibility. Irony. It could have started that way. This smells, if you'll pardon the ongoing discussion <laughs> of frozen fish. Um, um, th- this really, really smells an aggressive scent. China wouldn't allow... Well, first of all, they lied at the beginning. We all know that. They got caught red-handed lying at the beginning. Taking China's press releases and spouting them as fact at the beginning on this whole thing, which might have killed millions of people and cost the world trillions of dollars, the WHO, because they were doing what the Chinese wanted them to do. Now they go back in to investigate it. They China doesn't just say, oh, sure, come back in. We're an open country. We're very proud of our science. Come in, investigate all you want. No. they Give they, us two weeks to clean up. They locked them out, negotiated for two weeks, like Joe says, clean everything up, kill whoever might talk, and that's not an exaggeration. No. Um, And then... The, the WHO makes their announcement from Wuhan that is all to the Chinese favor. This really stinks. You want to hear some crap? Here's some crap for you. On Tuesday, the WHO team said it was reassured by hearing of the high biosafety protocols adhered to in the city's major labs, including the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The lab also wasn't working with any virus closely linked to the one that causes COVID-19. Uh, to that second point, bull crap. To the first one, our own State Department repeatedly sent uh, messages home saying, hey, we're inspecting this Wuhan virology lab uh, as part of the cooperative program, and their safety protocols suck. They don't even follow them. This place is dangerous. Repeatedly. Our own State Department scientists said that. And the WHO said, oh, we were reassured. Uh, They told us they've got high biosafety protocols. Uh, And they told us they weren't even working with a microbe like that. And you freaking believe them? Good God. Man, so I'm looking at some of the headlines. I was researching this because I'd remembered seeing that on Bill Maher. Um, And I was convinced after listening to these researchers. Oh, yeah. They are serious people. Very serious people, yeah. It came out of Wuhan. Okay. It came out of their lab. It was created by people. Um, Look at this. So after that happened on Bill Maher, Yahoo News, their headline was, Bill Maher pushes Steve Bannon Wuhan lab COVID conspiracy. That was the Yahoo News headline. Wow. Bill Maher pushes Steve Bannon conspiracy by claiming it was created there. Exactly what the scientists were just talking about. It got politicized because... Because Trump said it could have come from a lab, but we've got to stick with that narrative forever that that can't be true because right. Trump said it. Well, uh, even more chillingly, Yahoo, one of the tech giants, maybe not one of the giant giants, but... Well, look at the Daily Beast headline. Bill Maher pushes bonkers Steve Bannon Wuhan lab theory. Wow, Why that's... is it bonkers? If one of the labs, one of the few labs in the entire world that deals with this sort of stuff is a block away from where it started, how is it possibly a bonkers theory? 
if the Chinese communists tell the big tech guys, if you want to do business in China, you're going to say this. I think it's even I, the anti-Trump stuff, the knee-jerk Trump derangement syndrome is absolutely a valid charge, 100%. But you also have what's convenient for China mixed into this. And I do not trust big tech for a second. In fact, to me, they've been indicted and convicted and sentenced of kowtowing to the Chinese. Okay, so that's why you're saying Yahoo News has that headline. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, both are decent explanations, and you need to be alert for both factors. But that to say that, What's interesting about this, and anybody who, who knows anything about argument or has attended one of my How to Argue Unfairly clinics, uh, you see not they, uh, they uh, mostly just go with ad hominem attacks there. Bill Maher pushes. Well, no, he wasn't pushing it. He was listening to very careful, very serious scientists. Steve Bannon's argument. Steve Bannon wasn't part of it at all. I mean, Steve Bannon thinks when, it, you're, when it's raining, you, your hair gets wet. That doesn't make it wrong. That's, so, that's a weak, weak attempt to refute an argument. So it seems to me, which article did you read about this? I was looking at the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Their article seems to be written to me with a pretty skeptical, I mean, they're trying to be a news article and not an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. But they lay out the facts in a way that it seems to me it was written such a way to to make sure the reader understands. Uh, this is what the WHO said before. This is what they're saying now. And hoping you're smart enough to think, wait a second. Yeah, they point out that the investigation comes more than a year after the virus first began spreading in China. Oh, that's timely. It's killed more than two million people. God knows how many more uh, to come. But a year later, after long negotiations with the Chinese communists, we get to investigate the crime scene. Please, I mean, just don't, don't just just say. Well, and the WHO is obviously just so a slave to China. But China, just say, eh, we're not going to let you look. Screw you. I mean, what, there is no plausible assertion that you're cooperating when you cooperate a year later. It's a joke. Absolutely. It is. It should be a joke, but I've heard it reported on all your legitimate news as just straight-faced so far today. The WHO has made their final report and determined that the virus came from a wet market. Right. Now, in other news... So See, this is the problem, my friends, with the whole fringe, performative, tribal politics. It makes you say stupid stuff just because your side is saying that. And I don't care which side you're on. If you knee-jerk reject the assertion that it could very probably have come from the lab or, or almost certainly did... Uh, just because Trump claimed it, you yeah. have abandoned your intellect. Yeah, and abandon your country. Please make China more of your enemy than Trump, even if you don't like Trump. Please rank China higher, as especially now that he's out of office. Please right. rank China as a higher threat to you and the world than China Trump. China is asshole! But I guarantee you MSNBC and CNN will be reporting this all day long and mentioning Trump and, and a rebuke of Trump's belief that Steve Bannon, blah, blah, blah. Wow, right. if you think Bill Maher is spreading Steve Bannon conspiracy theories, you're a whack job. Speaking of Asia, as long as we're, uh, you know, turning a, a scurly, a poisonous eye, a poisonous tongue toward Asia, North Korea's been up to no good as usual. You probably aren't going to hear about this, but they've discovered an exciting new revenue stream. Uh, why did Elon Musk buy so much Bitcoin? The world's richest man bought $1.5 billion of Bitcoin. We should get to that story. Ariana Grande now has 20 Guinness World Records. 
Man killed at a baby shower in one of those celebration stunts going wrong. We like those, right? Those stories? Oh, boy. Boy. Seems to be a popular thing. You'd see their gender reveals or baby showers. People going too far. Yep. Yep. All that to come. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Super Bowl last night had about 25,000 fans in attendance with 30,000 seats filled with cardboard cutouts. Also filled with cardboard cutouts, the Chiefs defense. Hey! That's a stupid joke and poor football analysis. Um, <laughs> By the know, way, the loss was devastating to Marty Schottenheimer, former Chiefs coach, who passed. Yeah, died believe. at the age of 77. Uh, former San Diego Chargers coach, former right, yeah. Cleveland Browns coach. Super successful everywhere he went. Um, when I was a big Chiefs fan... Couldn't win the big one, though, Jack. No, he didn't, did he? When I was a big Chiefs fan, he was the coach. Um, but here's what's interesting. Most people don't probably don't know who Marty Schottenheimer is. But you mentioned him yesterday, and that was the first time I'd heard his name in maybe 10 years. Mm. Do you have the power to mention people's names and have and, and they pass? Yeah, I don't want to brag. <laughs> don't just grab random names out of a hat today, all right? You got the touch. I got a, I got a couple in mind. Elon Musk, the world's richest man, bought a $1.5 billion in Bitcoin because they're going to start accepting it as payment to buy Teslas. So I don't know. He needed to be able to make change. I guess. I don't know. Uh, so I don't really understand that. I do think it's interesting. Uh, I heard somebody mention this yesterday. A hundred years ago, the world's richest man, J.D. Rockefeller, made his money in oil. A hundred years later, the world's richest man is rich because of electric cars. Mm. Um, might be a pretty good sign of where we're headed. Yeah, yeah, it could be. The, the battery problem remains. I was talking about the other day. Oh, and the oh. one other quick thing. Has, has the price of Bitcoin stabilized uh, more? I mean, because with all the for, uh, faults of uh, paper currency, at least, you know, it doesn't rise and fall by 30% in a day. No. Uh, with uh, with this Tesla and Elon news, it has jumped. It is above 40000 now. Jeez. Where was it? Uh, in the, It was hovering in the 30s for a couple wow. weeks. Yeah. God, can he whisper to me if he's going to do that? Yeah. Got to follow his no Twitter. Um, no kidding. Man killed at baby shower after celebratory stunt goes wrong. You know, it's a tragedy, but don't buy a cannon at an auction. Oh, boy. And then fire it in the backyard. Oh, boy. Load it with gunpowder and fire it in the backyard. Not everything needs to be a big thing. People, you can do small things. That's that's true. And don't buy a cannon at an auction. (laughs) Well, you don't tell me how to spend my money. Fill it full of gunpowder and... (laughs) Chunks of the cannon. The cannon exploded. Oh my gosh! Chunks of cannons will. A giant chunk of the cannon landed twenty feet, twenty-five feet away. There were pieces that went through a garage and three parked cars. And a dude, apparently. And it didn't do him any good. Yeah, yeah. They loaded too much gunpowder in it, said one expert. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, I don't really know the right amount of gunpowder to put in a cannon. I got it at a yard sale. It didn't have the manual. <laughs> Now, uh, Ed Smith, who is the spokesman for the herd, <clears throat> this helped the herd. Thank you. No questions. Thank you, Ed. No questions. He's very brief. The cannon... I will not be taking questions at this time. <laughs> the cannon... But the herd has been strengthened. It, don't buy a cannon unless it does come with the manual. Yeah. Yeah. Or look it up online. Yeah. 
Hey, oh, it, it, that whole ph- phenomenon of people going crazy with their engagements or their, you know, what sex their kid is going to be or whatever. Yeah. That's all about Instagram. It's all about the Internet. One more oh, reason right. to unplug it. Right. <laughs> Here's another one. North Korea's army of hackers. They And, and they have a virtual army of, of hackers. They stole... Hungry. Hundreds of millions of dollars throughout much of 2020 to fund the country's nuclear and ballistic missile programs. That's how they finance them. Wow. Hacking into Hmm. banks, financial institutions, virtual currency exchange houses. So they're just bank thieves. Because they're just online. Do they do the thing that that China does sometimes where they offer, uh, what's the right word, amnesty or whatever? Hey, criminal hackers, you can come here and not be extradited for your crimes and just as long as you hack for us. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I think I'm I'm almost certain China does that. I'm curious if North Korea does that too. Bad countries hiring the best hackers. That's interesting. Well, I think we do too. It probably works a little differently, but uh, there, there was one country they stole $316 million from. They don't identify the country because it's red-faced, I guess, that it's uh, Dumbest you know, cybersecurity is, is is poor. But, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, we were talking about Trump derangement syndrome. L.A. Times columnist, did you hear about this story? Crazy people. Crazy people on the left. We'll tell you her story, among other things. Oh, we got to talk about the New York Times guy who's out for uh, using the N-word. That's Whoops. an amazing story. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Alright, everyone, we made it. My job is to help new homeowners who have turned into their parents. I'm having a big lunch and then just a snack for so dinner. We're just... using a speakerphone in this store. Is that a good idea? One of the ways I do that is to get them out of the home. You're looking for a grout brush. This Garth, is the... Did you ask for your help? No. 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 We all see it. We all see it. He has blue hair. Okay. Blue. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. You don't know him. There is a lot. There, I didn't even hear that one. There was a whole bunch of those ads I thought were really clever mm-hmm. about them not becoming your parents. All right, let's try sitting down now. now uh, see, that's what we're talking about. I like the one I remember. They were talking about what they ate or something. He says, now, nobody wants to hear this information. <laughs> Funny, ageist. Uh, really, have it. really popular reporter at the New York Times has to step down over the word police, and it's uh, it's it's we live in a weird, weird time in human history. More on that in a second. Yeah, I'd say so. At the other end of the country, this L.A. Times columnist writes this column about uh, what's her name, Heffernan. Uh, that's funny they you know how newspaper articles work they have the full name then they just use the last name they forgot to use the first name in this one at all anyway this heffernan woman virginia heffernan there it is uh she says oh heck no the trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway who seem as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being q fans just plowed our driveway without being asked and did a great job how am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? So or the premise of her column is the tr- Trump voters next door saw that she was snowed in and had a snowplow and plowed her driveway for her. Okay, yeah, I read that. I thought it was hilarious. And did a, and did a beautiful job, and she a- a- acknowledges that. But then she said, you know, 
There are plenty of organizations that do nice things to get loyalty. Hezbollah, the Shiite Islamist political party in Lebanon, also gives things away for free. Do you, over, away for do you free. overthink things much there, lady? Like, like other mafias, Hezbollah tends to its own. The Shiite, etc., they offer protection, hospitality, and win loyalty that way. And they also demand devotion to their brutal us-versus-them anti-Sunni cause. We live in such strange times. Somebody shovels your driveway, and your thought is, but they like Trump, and I don't, so should I be happy about this, or do I still need to hate them? Mm. They're an awful lot like Hezbollah, come to think of it. They demand brutal us-versus-them loyalty. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's exhibiting brutal us-versus-them thinking in this scenario, dear? You think the guy with the snowplow is exhibiting that? And then she says... It also reminds me of Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan, while the Southern Poverty Law Center classifies him as a dangerous anti-Semite, much of his flock says he's just a little screwy, just like Trump fans. When someone helps you when you're down or snowed in, it's almost impossible to regard them as a blight on the world. Uh, Then she talks about French families that like the Nazis. And continued, what do we do about the Trumpites around us? Americans are expected to forgive and forget before we've even stitched up our wounds. I go, I can't give my neighbors absolution. It's not mine to give. Wow. Wow. And the next door neighbors with the snowplow are the crazy people in your head, Virginia Heffernan. You are a crazy person. You need help. You need professional counseling, probably years of it. And that was an article in the L.A. Times? That was a column in the L.A. Times. Yeah, so this does give you a good example of the bi-coastal craziness we've got going on in America as one of the most popular reporters at the New York Times is no longer there, Donald McNeil. He was the New York Times science reporter, and science reporters have been uh, getting a lot of attention for the last year, if you didn't notice. um, uh, We're going to follow the science, Jack. Science! (laughs) Uh, I'll read from... uh, one person on the Twitter thread after he had to resign, and I'll explain that in a second. This is ridiculous. Tail wagging the dog at New York Times. Donald McNeil is my favorite reporter. He's gotten me through the pandemic since day one. I trust him. New York Times cancels McNeil. I now cancel the New York Times. He was a guy that people who read the New York Times was going to, were going to, uh, if they wanted information on what was going on with COVID. Feel like he had, you know, the good news, the balanced news, and everything like that. Well, he was on a camping trip with some people. And he um, he said the N-word in the context of discussing the N-word. Now, I am surprised that everybody in America doesn't know at this point that you can't say it under any circumstances. Or you will be hunted down by the word police. Or you will lose your job. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any more appropriate that st- people still pay the price for it. So, he, well, right. It's it's two different questions. Number one, is this a horrific way to run a society? Yeah. Should he be able to say that in the context of discussion? Of course. Is it a smart thing to do, given the fever pitch of the radical left? No. His um, cringing, subservient apology to the New York Times and for the word crime that he committed uh, in a letter after he resigned, is sickening. He fully takes on the blame and throws himself on it. He, he, he practically opened up his bowels with regret over having done something so awful and then praised the New York Times for everything they had done for him. 
which is just kind of sickening all the way wow. around. Wow, it's it's like somebody on their knees begging for their life from a totalitarian government. It really is. And so I came up, did I just hear some music or something? Or am I losing my mind? Um, la, 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 I came across la. this story last <laughs> week, and then I saw this over the weekend. New York Times meltdown plays out in private Facebook group. And uh, a whole bunch of people screen captured people who work for the New York Times got into an argument. There were people in the newsroom that said, what are you doing? We know this guy. We know he's not a racist. Um, He was having a discussion about language. Why are we getting rid of him? And other people saying, why do you care about the New York Times more than you care about all the people that were damaged by his use of a racial slur? And and just back and forth among people that write for the New York Times. I got to believe you're pretty damn sharp. And, uh, you know, uh, got a pretty good resume if you end up in the New York Times newsroom. Sure, yeah. And they had the, the basic conversation that everybody is having. One response on the Twitter thread is, um, our society's become insanely illiterate, and somehow we're just getting worse and worse. Talking about a, uh, Talking about a word is not using it. Obviously true. Yeah. Dis- yep. Discussing a word and saying it out loud is not the same as using it. But how are we so twisted? As a society, that a respected journalist who writes about a pandemic during a pandemic in the biggest newspaper in the world is no longer there because he said the the, the sounds out loud. That's well, wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's a couple scary. Of the whole uh, it's like saying Voldemort as if words have magical powers. Even in that context, the word itself is so radioactive it hurts to even hear it. That's bull crap, please. And and the second thing is. The the neo-Marxists, the neo-racists, the new racists want to bring you to your knees. They don't it's in the Soviet Union, the uh, the show trials, the communists knew they were show trials. They knew that they were taking innocent people and 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 throwing them into uh, gulags, concentration camps, that sort of thing. Well, in the, it's the same. The people who would tear down uh, well, everything, really, in the name of their new Marxist utopia. They don't care that this guy isn't guilty. They just know he is another head on a post as a warning to others. thought that was amazing. It's incredibly vicious. Actually, the great uh, Matt Walsh wrote a really good piece um, the other day about uh, Morgan Wallen, the country star, and how his career has just gone away. And he's comparing that and contrasting that with pop star and TV host Nick Cannon and what he said about white people. And it's uh, it just goes to show you how far we've gone down uh, the crazy highway. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but that's that's something. I, I just So a lot of your uh, football players are on the TV shows today, you know, then Disneyland and all that sort of stuff. And I just saw a quote from Tom Brady. Did he say this after the game? But whenever he said, you know, we were discussing yesterday whether or not we thought Tom Brady was smart. And he, yeah, he almost certainly is, but, but I don't know how. Well, there are, there are lots of different kinds yeah. of intelligence. I don't know how deep he is. Uh, the quote I just saw on the TV is, "When I suck, I'll retire, but I don't plan on sucking for a long time." Okay. Again, simply put, yeah, not a lot of nuance there. No, I wouldn't call him a wordsmith. No fat on that sentence. No, no, it's Hemingway esque. Exactly gets to the point. I know exactly what he was trying to communicate. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, the mighty Buccaneers, this this gal who's a staff historian at the U.S. Army Center of Military History penned a piece in the Washington Post headlined, 
The Buccaneers embody Tampa's love of pirates. Is that a problem? <laughs> I don't it, think Tampa loves or doesn't love pirates any more than anybody else, really. <laughs> I think people like saying R and having a fake parrot on their shoulder. Eye patches are cool. But but listen if you don't to this. actually, you know, if you as long as you're sighted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Being blind uh, in one eye is not cool. My dad had eye surgery last week. It was, it's good. It's a wonderful new procedure they do. His, his vision's going to be good. Um, but he had the, the patch, the bandage and everything over his eye, and we made pirate jokes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is absolutely idiotic. <laughs> and yet it's part of the culture. But she wrote, uh, while this celebration of piracy seems like innocent fun and pride in local culture, there's danger in romanticizing ruthless cutthroats who created a crisis in world trade, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God. Because it takes these oh murderous thieves who did terrible things like locking women and children in a burning church. Okay, so why don't you get together with the woman who's mad at the Trump people who shoveled her walk and have these long, thorny conversations? Right. <laughs> How can I root for a team of millionaires who come and go called the Buccaneers when they're mascots? So you had brutal, torturing rapists versus a racist uh, mascot. Who'd right. you root for in that game? It's okay. problematic. Have you ever been to Treasure Island at uh, Vegas? Huh? I have. You ever read the uh, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean ride? There you go. Delightful fun. Um, Except for the Ray Pine. <laughs> All that stuff we mentioned on the way. Armstrong and Getty. One thing the pandemic may have killed off is pointless PhDs. We can get to that story later, which would be, yes. a, good, which would be a good thing, according to somebody I'm going to quote. Any shot at academia is a good shot, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. So I'd uh, gone to visit my mom, as I talked about yesterday, and she's uh, you know nearing the end of her life. It's hard to say when. Um, she's hanging on like a champ. Uh, but uh, I emerged from that several days feeling very uh, uh, mellow and kind of gentle toward mankind. I'm sure. You know what I mean? I'm sure. You know, life and death and, and family gathering together, and it, it reminds you of what's important and what's not, and, and don't sweat the little stuff. <clears throat> so I get on a uh, a plane to come back home. Happen to be Southwest, and they are not keeping middle seats uh, empty or anything like that. They aren't? Okay. No. No, and actually, my flight to Phoenix was almost completely full. Really? Fact, it, it was full, yeah. With people sitting in middle seats. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Jammed up plane. But on the way home, my friend, good news, plane's only half full. So I get on. I happen to grab an aisle seat in the third row. A gal had a window seat. I sat in the aisle, sit there, and uh, and the plane is uh, there. Almost everybody's on, and this dude walks on. He says, hey, can I sit there? <laughs> And and I'm I'm a polite fella, what? and I thought maybe I misheard the flight attendant, and so I said yeah. And again, I'm feeling mellow and at peace with humanity, and so I said uh, yeah. And I get up, but then I'm standing there in the aisle as he gets in. I say, uh, you realize that this flight is half empty. He says, yeah. I don't like to sit back there; it takes forever to get off. So I should have gotten up and left. Yeah, you should have immediately that challenged that person to play chess for money. 
I would have probably moved, but yeah, I ended up sitting there partly because I didn't want to take you know sure. a long time to get off the flight. Yeah. I was anxious to get home, but um, I would just like to let you know, sir, you are selfish, you are boorish, <laughs> and I dislike you strongly. I would say I hate you, but again, I'm feeling mellow. <laughs> but I hate you a little. It's like when I park in a parking lot and I park far away to have you know nobody on either side of me. Practically empty parking lot, and somebody pulls in and parks right next to you. Why? A foot Why? next to your door, so you can't even open it. Why? You get this whole parking lot. Yeah, I know. Sir, you are an ass hat. <laughs> all right? You really need to take a look at your selfishness and boorishness. I hate you. There you know, well, it's, you know my mellowness has evaporated. <laughs> oh, speaking of moms, I know. Uh, <laughs> do, do you have time to, to describe, Sean, what happened to your mom? And Yeah. Um, so she was uh, doing a transaction on PayPal and wanted to cancel cancel the payment. Uh, and was having some difficulty doing so. She attempted to reach out to... They pay- try to make it hard, usually. Uh, yeah, so she tried to reach out to PayPal customer support. Um, I it- had done a little exotic dancing for Sean's mom. <laughs> she pays me through PayPal. We, we didn't have to get into it. Uh, it's the all show over was not to her <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> anyway, so Well, the show was on a subscription, $10 a month. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, PayPal being a an app kind of modern tech company, they don't actually have a phone bank of people waiting right. to field customer support calls. So maddening. Uh, so uh, my mom not wanting to go through emails and stuff because... Hey, companies, your virtual chat help doesn't freaking do anything. Yeah, Boo. but it's cheap. Boo. Um, and so uh, she Googles or searches, however you uh, prefer, uh, PayPal customer support and ends up calling what is essentially just a scam operation. Wow. Uh, they, you know, I'm, I'm certain there are many points of entry for them. I'm sure they send out phishing emails. I'm sure they have pop-up ads that tell you you have a virus and call here to get your, right? It, it's probably a call center that exists for this sort of thing. You, uh, you have to admire the cleverness of that in a way. They know that particularly older people are looking for that. Yeah, it, but I could have done that easily. Sure. Yeah. And uh, now, thankfully, yeah, at some point during the transaction, my mom's spidey senses started to go off, and she she called the bank. Um, and and the bank said, "Well, that sounds like you're being scammed or hacked." And then so kind of raising you would have to make you pretty uh, pretty on your toes for. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I did a great job of making sure that her head was on a swivel constantly. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um so so thankfully it seems that she was able to intervene before any real damage was done but I mean it was over the next 24 hours every couple hours there'd be another attempt at you know a 5 grand transfer but from how do some- I how do I avoid so she gave them some personal information obviously. Uh, yeah, she felt she, that she was on the phone with PayPal support and okay. and didn't right. the spidey senses didn't go up until some uh, some securities were already had been breached uh-huh. um uh-huh. but seemed to have intervened in time to no real sure. damage done other than our own inconvenience and the but, the feeling of of being stolen from. But how do I avoid I want uh, like I want to talk to somebody at UPS. How do I avoid googling UPS, getting a link and calling that phone and it not being a scam? How would I avoid that? Well, I had to talk to U-Haul the other day. I bought a bunch of boxes from them uh, to, to ship some wine to people. And uh, and I realized I didn't need them anymore. I tried to return it. I You can't get them on the no, phone. No, no. Most companies are I that held way. for 20 minutes and said to hell with it. Most companies are that way now. It's so maddening. Well, one yeah. thing is just make sure the website you're clicking on is actually the official website of the company. Um, that's one thing. Uh, you know, just... Uh, being aware that um, 
the the playbooks that they run they 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 try to make you feel that this is urgent we need to take yeah. care of this now because if we don't that's a good more right people there. are going to do it that's a good one right um, there so if you're ever being felt to be pressured or yep. hurried that's kind of an indicator that something fishy might be going on obviously when they start asking for other information uh taking control of your computer screen right i, I don't know if you've done this with the actual tech support where the technology exists where somebody far, far away can actually just no, ma- manipulate the computer on your screen. Ooh, scary. Mm-hmm. So something that they do is they convince you to give me access to your computer. Oh, you'd be dead then. And then they just, and yeah. then, yeah, and then it's, then it's, it's nice. So be very careful about giving access to your devices to yeah. somebody that you're, right. you're not familiar with. I got a text. Another, go ahead. I was going to say another hint that I heard that was excellent is if it's a website, look at what is next to the dot, dot com. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it says PayPal service, blah, 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 blah then something else dot com. That's it's what's next to the dot that's critical. Mm. So, so like if you've seen there are things out there that condense uh, links into much shorter thing and they have a dot BLY like a bitly link and you can make the first part of those say almost anything you want. So, oh. so that's, that's an example of one okay. of those. Okay, interesting. I got to get better at this. Um, what's going on with impeachment? If you don't understand what the point of it is, we'll get to that next hour. Armstrong and Getty.